Shit just hit the fan blades. Motherfuckers chewing through these fools like pancakes. Pancakes. Red lights. Looking like it's midnight. Deserted ain't the word. All I see a walking gravesite. Huh. Stopping ain't an option. Ain't no cops left to pop me. I'm a hit and run just to back them all up off me. Almost through the crib and I'm like, it's just set. The end of these maneuvers cause I ain't done yet. Got to the top of the hill and bust in. Gathered up my shit and called the buck to fill them in. You gotta get a handle on this shit. What's, What's going on? Rendezvous in the so Kanye's him on the phone. Kanye's salmon is filtering, so you get the sense of what it's like to be on the phone. Yeah, he likes to do that in his raps. He'll do like the <laughs> to make you know like what's going on, and then he also does the echo himself. Right, <laughs> like double the words so you can understand. There's supposed to be an echo. 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 Uh, yeah. He does it himself. Right. Or he talks in his hands to be like, so it's filter. Yeah. Or like yeah. a megaphone, you know? Like, I call my yeah, homie nah, on nah, the nah, nah, nah. Uh, They got the Rico charges. They're coming in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. fucking great. Um, all right. Let's. Um, you want to start the show? Yeah. Your brother faced with hard luck. Good morning and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified, qualified West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you tuned in to the greatest show on earth. It's the Hard Luck Show coming at you from the Pico Youth Center in the city of Santa Monica. Sitting next to me, my co-host and partner, the Mad Indian. Chumahan Bowen. American Indian, Southern Californian, elegant barbarian, bringing you hip hop grunge once again. I pull up on niggas like Devo the Bully, amigo, new dope in the needle. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoot your cerebral and leave you. Oh, yeah, oh, Blue Eyes is dancing. He's doing the chicken right now. Looks like he's humping the table, rubbing his junk all over the fucking soundboard. Come on, man. Come on, man. Making that button smell musky. Smelling musky. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. Because we've got the audio genius on there. Old blue eyes. Oh, yeah. Sean Lewis. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Turn me up. Oh. Certified out Yeah. Low key. Come on. Yeah. Oh, blue eyes. Oh, push it. And special appearance by our showrunner today. We've got Calco in the building. What up? Helping us out. Cool pull beard oils. Cool pull beard oil. Ah, in the video, fuck with me, hella raw. raw got Come a on. Little, 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 little twerk for a star. Uh. Like Christina got a million. Man. I'm a good guy, turn to a really uh. young. Bully in the beard, back, full of facts. Going down, the cover the neck. Calco uh. is back and forth. From yeah. From, from, from out here. Globetrotter. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, out in Colorado. Yeah, Rocky yeah. Mountain Express. And then, uh, and then, like, uh, you're able to come fly into town sometimes. Yeah, and fly. Take the train here. Fly. 
<laughs> Rocky Mountain Express, baby. Yeah, the Rocky Mountain Express, right through the right through the Rocky Mountains. Right, mm-hmm. Colorado to Santa Ana, dialed in. Yeah. Floated on down through the Colorado River. Nice, yep. nice, as one does. Yeah, so, um, old Blue Eyes brought up a, a news topic: the RICO charges, massive RICO charges. Oof, massive. Shit. You want to lay that out for us, uh, old Blue Eyes, since uh, you're the man with the master plan? Who got who got nabbed up on these RICO charges? So, Young Thug. Young. Young Thug. I think that's the first guy they grab, and they're kind of making, they're positioning him as the leader of uh, YSL. That's what they call it, which is a record label. Yeah. They're claiming that it's a gang. Right. Um, uh, or, or a criminal organization is what they are claiming it to be. Right. And uh, I guess one of, the, one of the bigger artists that they grabbed as well that has no bail and that's Gunna, right. which is a popular, popular artist. Listen, I don't really listen to Gunna, but there's a lot of guys around my um, my profession and around that, that whole hip-hop scene that listen to him. His name's constantly coming out in good ways as an artist. Right. My daughter, that's like one of her favorite artists, is Gunna. And um, this, this guy is fucking killing it right now. He's like at the top of the charts, like one of the biggest artists. He got pulled down in this Rico thing. These guys are, I guess, all part of this Atlanta record label, which they are claiming to be a gang. Why right. I mean, it, it, it brings you to the question of what what is the definition of a gang, right? Like, you are you got a record label. Like, the question is, is when does a record label get called a gang by the authorities? I mean, the allegations that are being brought forth are of racketeering, drug dealing, murders um all this stuff and and, and let me be clear everybody that's listening i'm only stating what we've read what we've seen which is in the public and been published already published and i am very clear on saying these are allegations and these are what they are supposedly bringing up i have you know i don't know anything about this being true or false i'm just simply we're conveying what's already public knowledge Right. There's no inside here. We don't nope. know anything other than what's out there. And one of the people that's already talking on it is uh, D.L. Hughley. Mm. How do you say his last name? Is it Hughley or Hughley? I Hughley. don't know. There's like a G-H in it. It's yeah, confusing. Come on. come on, D.L. Tell us how to say it. D.L. Hughley. I don't know how you say his last Isn't name. Isn't he a comedian? Yeah, he is a comedian. So- but he is. He's commenting on Young Thug and Gunna, and he's basically saying, like, if you talk all that sh- stuff on the radio, you talk all that stuff on your albums, you say all that kind of stuff, don't be surprised if they're watching you. I, don't be surprised. He's saying it. DL Hugely or whatever. Yeah, I, I agree with it as in, listen, I'm nobody. I'm not doing anything. And I, I, I'm on this show acting like they're listening to this show because I believe they are. Right. And when I'm on the phone, I operate where I believe they're listening to my phone conversation. It's the I op- just do, man. I just, with my background and my history, that's just how I operate. I operate like all my conversations are being listened to. So right. I act accordingly. What's well, the opposite of, um, of the old mobster mentality? Old, old, old mobster mentality. Right, the complete opposite. What do you mean? They're like, you know, no one talks. Everybody shuts fuck up. No one says nothing. Don't right. talk That's on phone. The whole yeah. point of being in an organization is that no one knows you're in it. Right. right. Yeah, don't be flamboyant. Don't call, right. a, don't call attention to the familia more than 
than already is on them. Right. And the, and, the, and the other thing is, is uh, well, that's one of the reasons why I bought this book. Um, fucking expensive because it's not in print. On the, San, the Bay Area, San Francisco mob. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't really, even on the West Coast, a lot of people don't really think, when they think of the mob, they think of New York. Right. They don't think I, and in this book anyway, that's already published, uh, the, the gentleman that they claim, uh, it w- originated the San Francisco mobs. Last name is Lanza, but that guy stayed away from newspapers. He stayed away from the news. He stayed away from everything because for him, it was really about being in the organization and doing whatever you had. The result is which a lot of people don't realize that bank of America and all that other stuff is all connected to the We'll just say like a uh, Italian community or whatever you want to call yeah, it. Up in, they up, put these words mob and mob. Right, right. All these we fake words. Yeah, exactly. Word. <laughs> but, you know, North Beach up there in San Francisco and all those other right. places that are known for excellent Italian cuisine. Yeah, hardworking Italian people. Exactly. Who built this country, God damn it. That's yeah, great. Uh, but the point being, though, that you, you, the, a lot of the real respected guys, they're not in the news. They're not in entertainment. Look at They gave uh, John Gotti life uh, for a bunch of lies. You know, right. some rat, you know, came up and made a bunch of lies. And that's how the RICO Act works, man. You know, you just get a guy saying you did this and a recording and they put that together. and It's all hearsay. But the RICO, the, the whole RICO law, that thing is built on hearsay. That's all they need is a, somebody cooperate, cooperate a story and your ass is done. They could yeah. be lying. They could be making it up. And, you know, these mafia and these I, these these words and names have come up for uh, you know, communities, Italian communities, and you know they want to call me and my friends a gang because we're a community that we, you know, grew up together. I mean, how how I mean, at what point does let's just say MAGA or uh, Republicans, ooh. right? At what point? They never call them the gang, huh? They sure don't. You can storm the Capitol with the fucking hangman's noose, kill a cop, yeah, in Washington D.C. You got on it. camera, and they're still calling you a political. Uh, group. You could move cocaine fucking from fucking Colombia to America under the, the guise of CIA, but they never call them a gang. Yeah, Cocaine International National. Agency. There you go. That's what it's called. But the thing of it is, is think about <clears throat> what really actually for a moment, just sit down and think about that. So Meek Mill, you know, gets on and says, hey, I hope that young uh, thug and gonna get they're at least fair, at least D.A. be fair, like apply the law equally, blah, blah, be fair to those dudes. Right. D.A. ain't got nothing to do with this. It's a federal case. Well, no, it it, but they do. They have D.A.'s for the do they? Yeah, for the fact. But listen, so he says that. Right. But think about this. Think really think about this. The federal con- like the, the federal congressional investigative committees have been investigating what happened in January 6th, who organized it, who supplied the weapons, who set up the timing for years, and they still don't know who did it. Mm. But some mm. guys with, a, with some records that you know are saying boast raps on whatever, whatever, oh, they nabbed them. They had nine years of a secret intelligence gathering yeah. operation. They got those dudes. But in broad daylight, on video, people stormed the Capitol, killed a cop. Yeah. They don't know yet. They had all data leading up to it, too. They yeah. still don't know don't exactly know. what happened. Exactly. They Think still don't know that. what happened to fucking John F. Kennedy's head. 
And that shit was on national TV in the middle of Dallas in front of thousands of they people. Don't, they still can't locate his brain. Yeah. It's yeah. right now so. probably in some weird rich fuck's house under like some glass, you know, and, and he probably at his private wine parties takes people in the back and shows them the bullet hole in the fucking brains. Like, look, that's John Kennedy's head. Cost me $105 million. Man. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen. They don't got that guy, but they got, they got these people, these artists, these entertainers with records. They have that. And they have it in the news, and they're already poisoning whatever group of people are going to be, whatever. You're reading it and listening and thinking and getting their perspective on it. And I, I you know, it's to remind, to remind people that the federal laws are, they're different than state. Totally. They're different, man. So whatever you think you know about state shit, it's, it's a whole different ball of wax. And let me remind you just about the state, a state case, just remind you. They never caught Charles Manson killing anybody, but his ass is done. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. It's like they decide they want you and they're going to get you. They're going to get you. Uh, and so just so that everybody knows, okay, RICO stands for Racketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organization Act. And so what they're trying to do um, and is basically they're trying to find a corrupt organization. What is a corrupt organization? Really think about that. That's a very broad term. And this tool was put in place by the Fed so that they could nab up people who, if you were forced to do normal criminal procedures, you'd actually it'd be pretty hard to catch these guys. Mm-hmm. And they had been beating raps for a long time. Right? Wasn't right? this brought on for Gotti? This was brought on for guys like Gotti, yes. I, or was, they, they fir- no, they, they, they first exercised it, right? Yeah. With the Gambino But this family. is, absolutely, but this is brought on because they, they were not able to prove cases up. They just weren't able to prove cases up. And the thing was so big in the way certain organizations are set up, you can't get to the top person. Because they're like three moves away from whatever it was. When I read Gotti, and I've read a couple books on the whole Gotti thing, from from the feds to the interior of the family, and I guess after he beat a couple federal charges, these dudes from the feds were all flown out to, where's that federal place that where they train, do all the training? Langley? Langley. They were flown out to Langley. The whole team that was on the Gambinos were flown out. And they were taught how to use the RICO laws. Not how a- to exercise and how to use them. Like, and it was when they put those into effect and started to understand what they could and couldn't do, they were able to convict them on this. Do you, do you know that it was Richard Nixon that signed that law into existence? Isn't it basically you can cheat? We're going to give you some cheat tactics. Yeah, but think about think about yeah. this. Think about Richard Nixon, who, right, in his political organization, Watergate, had set up with ex FBI guys to break into, yeah, Democratic Party, commit a crime, burglary, yeah, right, 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 enter a dwelling without consent with the intent to steal and take something away and tried to. Did he create the law for his benefit and then it just kind of carried on? No, I think what was I think what was happening was. No, he didn't. But he certainly didn't think he was going to get on the short end of that thing. And it's the height of irony that the crookedest president that ever existed signed into law to catch other quote unquote crooks, the RICO Act. And then 
he was basically tarred and feathered and shit-faced and thrown out of Washington, D.C. for breaking the law and having a corrupt organization. That's mm. what he had. But she, he didn't suffer any fucking federal RICO charges, did he? No. Oh, for guys like that, no. Okay, but. wait, wait. I got a real big question. Go ahead. This question, all right? Go ahead. Now, listen to me, listeners. Listen up. Have they proved that there are LAPD gangs? Have they proved that? Um, Boy, that's a great question. What do you mean by proved? Well, you know how they, they, they have these gangs and they got tattoos and they fucking they corrupt have- cops and little, 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 little like... Uh, Look, no, there's collective. a tattoo that has uh, cards and a skull or something right, on it, right? Right. So and we, everybody knows if you're a part, if you have that tattoo, you're a part of that inner LAPD gang. Right. You yes. said it, LAPD yeah. gang. Yeah. The, the fun thing about it is, okay, if they're they've they qualify all these ways that they qualify Gunner and Thug as a gang. Yeah. They qualify all the same ways that the Gambino family was looked at as a gang. Yeah. Money, murder, trafficking, all for the betterment of this group, right? They meet all, they check off all the marks. But yet, none of those cops, all those cops, ah, they get five years in this, they get this, that, whatever. I've never seen RICO charges brought against the LAPD gangs. They could. They absolutely could, but they don't, is what I'm saying. No, How come there's no fucking RICO Act going against these law enforcement gangs? Why is it that they stand outside of that? They get regular sentences for whatever crimes they did, but they're a gang. They call them a gang. Organized. Well, how come they're not brought up on RICO charges? Why is that? The same reason why in our last show we talked about with Francis. Remind me. Discretion. So discretion. So the, the way that it works is they could and somebody could. Internal affairs, if they weren't bought off stooges that fucking suck off all of the fucking major sheriffs, people and everything like that. Politics and everything. Right. So that they can continue on their little weird, creepy perversion that they're not supposed to be doing. Whatever mm-hmm. that fuck that is. Right. Okay. If they wanted to, they could. They absolutely could. The logic of your question is pristine. Absolutely. An IA guy or gal with a fucking wild hair up their ass and political suicidal tendencies absolutely could turn that little group of LAPD, crash, all those motherfuckers, into a gang. No that, Like that. Boom. The thing is, is um, it's not done because it is political suicide. Because if you do try to do that shit. You'll have law enforcement against you. The whole entire county. Think about that, you guys. Which, which all comes down to power, money. This is the same reason why Black Lives Matter was pushing against the cops. Dude, black people and people of color have been saying to the United States since time immemorial, and it's a secret we all kind of already know, that these cops are giving everyone a shakedown, it's unfair, and they're doing shit, and they're killing people and hiding shit, and they're doing murders and basically getting away with it. Yep. While they're prosecuting so-called other murders, mm-hmm. right? They get away with that shit. Yep. In fact, you told us about your brother. Yeah, right. exactly. Exactly. So the issue there is, is that <clears throat> that's a known, that's part of, in some sense, where the officers at the official level get their authority. The whole point, let's, let's be real. The reason why people respect officers is in part because the good ones, if there are some, and I do believe that there are some, um, 
are there to help out and do whatever they do, right? But underneath all of that is the unspoken threat that, yeah, we can fucking kill you and nobody's going to find out that you were murdered. We could fuck you up. We could rape you. We could get you into our cop car and make you suck us off. We can do whatever the fuck we want. We got the guns, right? That little unspoken thing that we all sort of know about all police officers is part of the reason why a lot of people decide to just listen and take some orders and just whatever and worry about fighting it in court later. It's it's crazy. I remember my father. I remember specifically the details of my brother being murdered by Oceanside police, right? Uh, And they took 12, I think it was 12 or 11 days to find my dad. 12 or 11 days. From Oceanside. From Oceanside to find him. Oh, we tried. We couldn't locate. First, we couldn't find. He didn't have an ID. They tried to claim there was no ID. Like, But yet the ID was turned in with his property, right? Right. Couldn't locate. And it's not. By the time my father gets the word, drives down to go identify him, yeah. it's 11 or 12 days later. And he goes as soon as he gets the call. And he's covered, my dad said, from the chin down. He was not allowed to look at the body. He had to... He had to identify him from the face up. And it was too late. They could not perform any type of uh, autopsies or anything. All he was able to do was identify the son. And then I believe that, I don't know how, my my brother was cremated after that, quickly after that. But it was just bullshit. And this was was pre the chokehold. Law. This was he. He was one of the chokehold guys, right? And there were enough of these cases, but my mom and dad they didn't have they didn't know they didn't have the they money. Didn't, they didn't understand. Yeah, they. Do just you know didn't. how much it would have cost? Do you know how much it would have cost your parents to get to the bottom of that? To the truth of that, and they and without a guarantee that there wasn't some fire at the file room and then they lost it. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, right, we don't know right, what to tell right. you. Normally. It would have cost easily two hundred fifty grand, five hundred thousand, just to walk through the long fucking parade of bullshit that these people are trained to throw at you. And that's one. And there's millions, bro, that were going on before that and after it. Let me ask you a question. Listen, Rodney King. The only reason that happened is somebody had a fucking video camera. That's exactly that's right. That's been going on. That's regular. I watched that shit, and everybody was like, "Oh my god, watch it!" I only needed to see two minutes of video. I never watched that shit over and over again. That's regular ass shit. Somebody caught it on fucking tape. Right. That's happening to black and brown people. As far as I could ever remember. I've watched them get. I've taken beatings. I've got hauled off into fucking cells and gotten physical flashlight therapy. This is why when the police hauled me in when I was in college and I was blacked out acting a fool and they just hauled me in. Because when I called my dad, who's an attorney, the first thing he said to me is be a gentleman. That's the first. He didn't say, did you do it, didn't you do it, blah, 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 blah. He just said, don't give them a reason to fuck you up. Right. Because they will. That was, the only, that was his only advice. I'll be down there. Be a gentleman. Regardless. Because he, he knew that they could kill you. Yeah. And they would. Yeah. And they have. And there, and there ain't nobody else. Once you're dead, there is no word. They're the it's ones that were words. there. Right. Right. It's, and yeah. it's set up that way. Exactly. What were you going to say? I was going to say, what, what did that do to your family? Um, well, I mean, fuck. 
It's like a, um, it's a un, it's it's something that you it doesn't rest easy ever, because you know, like it don't feel right. Kind of like COVID, <laughs> like you know there was something else going on behind it, but you really can't. Pre- you're like stuck. It's kind. Of, does that make sense? Maybe I'm not making. Yeah. No, it's not makes- like COVID. It's nothing like COVID, but it is in a way where you know. So, you're that's, being victimized. You're, you're being victimized, yeah. and there's it's too big for you to do anything. And I was just a kid, man. So how old I didn't, were you? I was at the at the time I was ten when we got the news, and uh, you know it's 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 I don't know what to say. It's like so it's unreal, and and it's you're in this place where you just gotta like swallow it and take it. <sighs> You just gotta take it, man. But it leave, left me with a, a hate, you know, and a distrust. Cause I knew my dad could fucking straight out said it when they came in. There were a whole discussion. They knew what the fuck had happened. There were no answers. There were no. It was put away. It was you know, quickly parents, filed away. How, how did your dad? How did it affect your dad? Do you fucked him up, man? You fucked him up. Maybe, maybe fucked him up a lot for his own personal reasons. Hmm. On maybe his relationship with his son and yeah. that type of shit. Where, but I remember my father saying, um, "Nobody should ever have to bury their child. It's it's in reverse of Mother Nature, you know." Um, but I also got to feel like I mean, you're a dad of a son, so I would imagine that the the primitive or the primal feeling of a dad is I'm going to be able to protect him from bullshit but this is one of those scenarios where ain't shit you can do and it's done no i mean i have to say i felt for my father at that time and i always kind of took that in consideration what he had to face um and i believe that those are always kind of like uh fears that are instilled in me that somewhere around there in the back of my head because that shit can happen you know so i would advise my son the same way your dad advised you yeah. Because I know differently. Like, dude, don't give them any fucking reasons. Stay out of the fucking game, bro. Just be a fucking regular guy and do the right thing. Right. But, uh, yeah, it's devastating. But with me, I took it uh, I took it as like, fuck the cops. And fuck law enforcement. And I was always weary of these motherfuckers, you know. Getting, you know, they do that. But get rid of people. They'll just throw a gun on your ass and wash you up. I know this all happens, man. I've spent time in prison with motherfuckers that weren't fucking guilty, man. I watched motherfuckers get off and get out of prison. And they had shit planted on them. Rampart. You know, like, so it's really solidified it early on and kind of put, that was my um, foundation. It was like mistrust and distrust in law, police, law enforcement. I may say with pull that mic close to you. With, with dealing with law enforcement, more often than not, knowing that you can't get closure or whatever you might call it on situations that you know you're right will eat at you. Oh, dude, for, for fucking ever, man. Like it's situations that you know I was in the right. I, you know. Maybe there were times I wasn't, but in this situation, I know I was in the right, and there is no retribution, no closure, no, no nothing that you can get, and it will fucking eat at you. And, and why like, has that happened to you? Oh yeah, well, it's, ha- it's happened. Um, 
Well, there's been situations with myself, extended families, where you're, you know, you find yourself in a situation that, uh, for whatever reason, you know, you kind of fit who they may be looking for. Uh, wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, um, that's like almost like eighty percent of the time. Yeah, which is yeah most of the time, and that's, uh, they call that policing. Yeah, and you know the <laughs> the people that you know some of the people that you're there with don't don't you know they're not going home. Others are, and it becomes this drawn out thing where you're like, you know, like like Steve says, having friends, family members get beaten on, and it's happening right in front of you, and they're you know, and it's and you know. This is going. This is going to a very bad place, and there isn't shit we can do about it. Um, you know, things get. You know, cameras get turned off. Walkie-talkies get turned off. Sure. Uh, yeah. You know, all, all the firewalls that are in place. Those are those are the firewalls. That, I've had cops because, look me dead in the eye and tell me I'll fucking kill you. Yeah. Because yeah. There's, there's I'll a, fucking get rid of you, piece of shit. There's the firewalls that right. are in place. There's the understanding, the unspoken understanding that. You're powerless right now. Yeah. Well, so so uh, unless you're really look, looking to go the whole way, but you're powerless right now, and they're they're a bigger shit. gang. They're, they're just a bigger shit. gang. Yeah, but 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 this kind of also goes back to what was the gentleman that grew up in the same area, the African American workout dude that you met at Rod. Rod was talking about that too, where he got caught up in whatever, and his mother showed up and was like, "You can't do th-. and." He said, you look up, the judge is up here, the yes, walls are up here, yes. the seal's right there, and you realize they're going to do with you whatever the, the fuck, fuck they, they want. want. The psyche of those places, the buildings, the way they're mm-hmm. built, what they put you through. And listen, man, I've, 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 I've certainly, me and my ex-wife were very clear on what was in my house. And when we were raided, a bunch of stuff didn't come up on the reports. So they they talk about playing by the rules over here. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody right. playing by no motherfucking rules. Right. You're leveraging what you can. Right. That's what you're doing. Right. And that's what they're doing. And I'm not saying I didn't. No, no, no. But you, you guys are the ones saying that, you know, me, all me, that shit. Let me, let me say this, right? Because I think, it, so from where I do as a, for a living, I'm in a lot of situations where I kind of know the real backstory. Right. And it's nothing like what's being shown in, in, in the court papers. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Unsurprisingly. <clears throat> On both sides. Right? In some cases, sure. I'm not necessarily in a criminal context, but it's like let's say it's a family thing. I know the the real backstory, right? And it's nothing like what actually finally comes down in the court papers. And I deal I mean, what am I going to do? Tell you the story about American Indians and, and feeling well, powerless? There you go. Right? There you go. I'm not going to get into all that. You got that. the best story of them all. But the point of the matter is, is that on a lot of situations, I've, I've dealt with clients where I have to be the one to tell them. I know what you've said is true. And I know that it's important. And I know you're never going to get closure on this. I get all that. I got that. I get it. I got that when I read the fucking thing. Mm-hmm. But now we know that's not going to happen. It's not. It's not going to happen. And it, you ain't the first person that did not happen to. Mm-hmm. Right? That's part of, sad to say, but it's part of life. What, in my mind now, what, what separates champions from the passive are the people that understand that that's a part of life and they find some way not to let it eat them up. It's not easy, but I can tell you honestly that like 
I've seen so many unfair situations for people that are good people where you're just like, is the hammer's coming down. There ain't nothing you can do about it. Let me just back. Let me just Go ahead. say, just in reference to my brother, when, when Sean asked, how does that or what does that do? Like, I just want to be clear that people don't think I said it was like COVID. I was sad and in shock when I was a kid when it happened. And as an adult and as I grew, I only grew mad and frustrated as I came to understand this thing. Well, because you have, like, you can have a death in the family that's not attributed to some evil deed, and that could be enough to fuck up an entire family. And that, that was in the beginning. Right. Because I didn't understand it. I knew something was wrong, but I didn't really understand. And maybe deep inside as a little kid, I didn't really believe. Right. Oh, maybe they're just... But as I grew up, I came to understand exactly what had happened, and it just frustrated and fueled my hate. Because it's like one thing if there's a tragic accident and you can at least say, well, that's unfair, but that's the universe, whatever. But this is almost evil, right? Like arbitrarily evil. Like there's no, there might have been no need, there was no need for it. Shuman, can you talk about back kind of like on the Rico thing? Yeah. Like, can you remind people what the um, conviction rate is with the feds, roughly? On the RICO rate? Just on, on feds when they bring charges upon people. It's with the, super high. The like reason 98% why, or something? The reason why it's super high is because um, they, they cast a wide net, the real wide net. That would never, if you were just going against like one defined crime, you, couldn't, you could never get a bunch of people on this. They cast a wide net. You only need like two. You only need two people. Right. To be, you know, somewhat working in whatever and a predicate act and the predicate act could just be the initial crime or or whatever it is. But if anybody received a letter in the mail, mm-hmm. if somebody sent an email to somebody else, if you called someone up on the phone, if a bank took a deposit, mm-hmm. you know, all these little things that are part of normal everyday life that aren't criminal in nature. But if that predicate act is connected to it and you can show some sense of intent. And intent's a real fucked up thing because it's a mental thing. Like, how do you prove somebody intentionally did it? Uh, most, most breakups and cheating and all that other stuff is done by like, it was an accident. I, what, what do you mean? I barely knew. I didn't. I just showed up. She was naked. I don't know what happened. But in law, they got to they gotta figure out to say like, no, Calco knew. I mean, he said he was just, you know, picking up a letter from his friend and reading it. But he knew what was going on, right? And when they do like a grand jury, that is not at the same level of normal evidence in a trial. That also the rules allow in and they can hear all kinds of shit that you would never be able to bring into an actual trial. Any normal attorney would keep out most of that shit because all they are doing is indicting you. They're indicting you, which means that formally you've been brought up on charges. Right. So that can be hearsay, whispers, innuendos, all this shit that cannot come into the. So they do that. They make the indictment. Once they have that indictment. To a guy like me, if they go, hey, you're indicted, I go, go fuck yourself. What's an indictment? Doesn't mean anything. That's just. But to somebody that's uninitiated, that's from the hood, maybe they didn't get educated. You hear the word indictment. That's some scary sounding shit. Mm. That's like, you understand you've been indicted on RICO charges. 
for blah, 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 blah. You understand that you're facing. Let me just tell you what you're facing. 35 to L. Just on these charges. You understand that, right? Now look, do we really want to go after you? You're a, I mean, I don't mean to bust your balls, but you're a small fish. I mean, you really haven't done shit. You're a petty criminal. <laughs> Not worth our time. But you know who is? Your friend up there. Right. And I tell you what, you're not going to be doing any time if all you got to do, let us listen to your phone calls. You don't even have to say anything. Shit. I mean, come on, man. You think mm. that guy up there mm. cares about you? Mm. This is all set up so that a guy like you takes the fall. It's one big fucking con game on you. And you don't even have to say anything. They're the ones saying it. And they really should know. They're the big cheese. They should know people are listening. So isn't it really his fault? So all you're doing is just letting us sit on your phone. But that's it. It's not your fault. You're not a rat. You're not a snake. Unbelievable. That's how it goes down, bro. Wow. That's how it goes down. They might even, you know, get you right before you're about to fuck a bad bitch. You're all lathered up and ready to go, and you think your life is going great. Ain't that when it always goes down? And <laughs> well, <laughs> if you're always fucking bad bitches, yeah, then, yeah. there you go. <laughs> so that is how it goes, bro. And that is what they do. They roll up the little dudes until they get to the big one. And that's how the FBI works it. And let me tell you something. I read a book called The Director, which I somewhat recommend. It gives some good stuff, but at the end, you can tell it's still written by a guy that works for the FBI. You can tell. You know, there's, he's making apologies for fucking Hoover and all this other bullshit. He won't say that Hoover was gay, you know, all that other shit. But what he did say was, there really was COINTELPRO. The FBI really was doing counterintelligence against progressive America, for sure. Mm. And he said it made him a little uncomfortable because a lot of these people really hadn't committed any crimes, right? And he was like... I didn't actually believe in the war in Vietnam and they were going after people. And the way that COINTELPRO worked was they would, they would infiltrate with an African-American or a Latino, a group. That guy would go in and he would start telling other people that the top guy is snitching or secretly working with the FBI. Just create a whole bunch of fucking problems to slow the organizations down so they can't function with unity. So you got to imagine if that's what's going on back in the 60s, 70s, today. Think about today. Think about in the music industry. Let's just say the music industry, right? Nobody we know, but imagine. You think that the FBI or any of those guys have sent a young, you know, Gen X-y, Gen Z-Y-E looking person of diversity into these different record labels and just to hang around and figure out what's going on and to infiltrate and cause problems. Sure. A couple interns. Yep. Right. For sure. Right. And you know, sometimes, you know, and it's cause I'm a suspicious, uh, you know, suspicious minds. I, you know, sometimes when I see in the entertainment industry, somebody get a weird lucky break where you're like, how did that happen? Right. Sometimes I wonder. Me too. Are you working for somebody yeah, and you've given you're, you're giving them access so that they can fucking 
Because some of those lucky breaks, you're like, God, the guy's got a schnozzle, like a fucking look like a fucking croissant. But how is he the handsomest guy? Yeah. Right? Then you wonder, you go like, well, maybe he's doing weekly meetings with the FBI. Just and they t- and they'll tell a guy like that. This is what this guy said. They'll say, you don't uh, have to tell us everything. Uh, you just got to tell us what's going on. We just need you to give us a weekly report, and you'll be taken care of. Don't worry about it. <clears throat> I, I just, just, and I'm just strictly saying from the outside, looking at the whole thing. I mean, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but these videos, bro, these music videos with the money thrown around and these underlining things and the fucking motherfuckers like videos of cooking dope and and like shootouts and and like, I mean, and don't get me wrong. There's a couple rappers that I like their shit, you know, but I'm, I'm hoping that a lot of this is cinematic, make believe. Well, how does Scorsese get away with making right. all those films, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. How does he get away? He doesn't get busted on anything. They don't infiltrate. Maybe they have. I don't know. But how does he get away with doing all this stuff that he does, which essentially is making entertainment on crime stories? Because Martin Scorsese ain't moving kilos and fucking having hits done and fucking. So what I'm saying is, is that exactly. Right. And how come everybody knows he's not doing that yet? Yet with somebody like Young Thug or Gunna, they're assuming they might be. Why is there a dichotomy? And there? then, well, then also, then why is it that if it's going on across the board with everybody, why YSL? Right. Why? Why them? And that, my friend, is the reason to ask. So you could even have a situation. I don't know this one. But let's say somebody like a YSL, right? Like a AOL. One of those people doesn't want to play ball. One of those people says, yeah, you know what? No, we're not going to do that. That also can be the trigger for all the stuff that somebody was holding back. Mm-hmm. That they were using to extort uh-huh. you, yeah. But then you get to one solid guy that's like, nah, nah, I don't give a fuck. I'll just be broke and fuck some bitches. Then they're like, oh, okay. And then they just bring them all in. That that well, can also you, happen. You, you've talked about that a number of times. Like yeah. when was it that Bill Cosby stopped playing ball? When was it that Harvey Weinstein stopped, stopped playing, playing ball? ball? Yeah, exactly. Like they didn't know this. Everybody knew it. Everybody knew. I just got done reading Delicate. I agree with that, brother, 100%, dude. That's most likely what's really going on. That sounds more likely than other shit. That's what I We think. already got you. Right. Keep keep, keep coming with those envelopes or whatever it might be, right? Right. Keep giving us this. Or keep help us that, get help that. Us right. Right. Keep, and uh, everything cool. Right. We just turn about time. Yeah, we don't know. That's hard but to as prove. soon as you. That's it. That's what I think. That's why sometimes I think some of, I don't know who, but some leaders of industry, including tech. That's, I'm talking about, well, I was just having this talk with, with somebody about Bessels. Right. And they're like, yeah, man, they probably Bessels. just had a couple guys come over his house and be like, a couple, a couple of agents come over. <laughs> hey, you know what? We're going we're gonna to control this thing with you. We're going to sit down next to you and show you how to spend your money and how this is going to work. Uh, and if you don't, you and your whole family disappear. And I was like, I don't even know if they go that far. I think they've got this dude, like, they've got 100 witnesses ready to come forward and be like, this, this fucking 14-year-old kid was working the factory and Bessel's coming in there touching him the wrong Why thing. do you think his last we'll name is... We'll just release a story like that and just bury your whole fucking Why company. do you think... I mean, come on. A ball headed weird fuck with a right. last name. What is Bessel's in Spanish? Kisses. Mm-hmm. 
right? Jeff kisses. And if everybody's got <laughs> some Fuck. shit on him, hey, he's got up. some shit on him too. Oh, absolutely. So, 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 and that's, and that is, that is why, and I guarantee you, that is why, like all of these guys, they are playing ball. They are. They can fuck your news reporter, and you can fucking you know get your little funky little things on, and spend your money, and fly around and skydive. You can have all that fun, but you're gonna work. We're right here with you. We're your partners. Well, that's how the mm. government does it. Absolutely, bro. Uh, I know. I don't have a doubt in my heart. It's exactly running at a level that I might not even completely understand, but it's running. Uh, you know, and I'll tell you something. It works at a level that you we don't understand, not because we're we're don't have the ability to understand it. It's because it's so disgusting and corrupt. It would be really shocking to us. Right. Even even the most corrupt individual would be somewhat like, oh my god, you can't. It can't be like. And I guarantee you, with Bezos, it's not, dude. If it was fucking a secretary or or even fucking a a Boy Scout, like that's bad. But I guarantee you it's not. I bet you it's worse than that. Something like, imagine a tech Fucking idiot. Fucking dead bodies and shit. Or, um, you know, you know, Jeffrey kisses. You know, Jeff kisses. Kissy baby. Kissy boy. You know, remember that accident you had, right, when the, that stuff leaked into the thing? You know, you killed about 18 orphans. And then he'll, no, it's his nightmare. That is his shit. He's like, yeah, I did kill 18. I'm like, now. <laughs> you want everybody to find out that you killed little kids. Remember when you dumped all those fucking <laughs> bad microchips in the fucking ocean? You killed fucking half of Ukraine. He's like, it, I poisoned them to death. You know that there's a group of government officials in China that would just love to get their hands on your skull. <laughs> and if you get sucked in, and they've got teams, my friend, Mr. Jeffrey Kisses, mm -hmm. that we can't see. They can. <laughs> we call them the ghost grabbers because yeah. they come in and they'll grab you. And I'd hate. I mean, because well, let me just show you what they did to the last guy. Right. Yeah. He was still alive during this point when his forehead flap was pulled back and tied to his fucking chest. And they murdered his family in front of him. Oh, tortured his family. Right. You want to see that. your little kids? Yeah. Getting yeah. fucking their fingers tips chopped off right in front of your eyes. Yep. Or do you want to help us? Because we can help you. I get that's got to yes. be how it is. Yep. Has to be. There are no rules when it comes to that level of game. It has to be. You can't have that many billions. And Musk, too. You can't have that many billions, almost trillions. Bill Gates, too. You can't have all that shit and not have the top military dogs telling you, like, all right, let me tell you how it's really going to go. Facebook boy, too. Yeah, Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. He's yeah. probably the lowest. He's probably actually like the guy who's supposed to like clean the cum cloths. Like he's probably the yeah. lowest. Like Zuckerberg, he's probably the biggest shithead out of Burn the, the cum socks. <laughs> right? He's got to be. He's got to be like so nothing. I guarantee you that it, it almost seems like Warren Buffett and Bill Gates are like the big ones. The real ones. The ones that probably actually know Putin and all those people. Somehow. They met Kim Il-jong and blah, 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 blah. And like Zuckerberg's got to be like the fucking nerd who can't get laid on prom night to those dudes. And Clean they're up just the like, water boy. Yeah, the water boy. For sure. No doubt about it. And Bessos, where is he sitting all that? <sighs> he's, at the, he's at the same level as Musk. They're about like a step and a half up from Zuckerberg. Right. They 
they barely deal with Zuckerberg. Musk, they're probably like this fucking shithead with the hair plugs. Right? <laughs> he didn't. Inv- he didn't invent anything. With all the hookers. Yeah, he just yeah. bought into some shit. He's yeah. from South Africa. Fuck him. And and Jeffrey kisses. They probably look. He's. They probably look at him as a fanboy. Like that's just a fucking lame, boneless fanboy. And he's a fucking. He's a. He's probably the easiest mark for some reason. Yeah, he looks like an easy mark. Right. Musk kind of comes across as like an annoying shithead, yeah. and then and Jeffrey Kisses comes across as like whatever you need, guys. You want yeah. me to wash your tank? I'll do it. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, totally, yeah. absolutely, hundred percent. Well, fuck my lady. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. There's a hundred percent. So, I mean, that's, that's how I would see that. So in turning back to Gunna and Young Thug and what's going on now, um, I also saw that ASAP Rocky, I don't know how you say his name. Mm -hmm. Is that how you say his name? Yeah. Okay. I also saw that the feds showed up at his house while he was trying to move out of it. And the feds uh, broke down his door with a battering ram to get whatever was inside of there. I don't know if he's related to any of this or if it's just another another case. But that happened like two days ago. I wouldn't be surprised if I really wouldn't be surprised if these guys aren't the only guys in this industry that this comes down on. I really wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised if they set off another two or three Rico cases on another another group of fucking now imagine your okay so now imagine i mean now imagine like this is getting set off right now imagine that you are a large music publishing company and you're buying up all these old catalogs how do you think this is affecting the price and or stuff that you might want to purchase or how do you think about moving these people out of the marketplace because they're going to get moved out of the marketplace for no other reason than they're going to get distracted by all this bullshit. This is like in some ways also carving open a space or taking hot items and then marking them down, right? That these giant music publishers, Universal and all these fuck faces, like they're going to, and it's the Indian, don't blame anyone else on the show. Everyone already hates me, so it doesn't matter. But the point of the matter is, how do you think that this is all like playing into the politics of buying late, uh, buying artist recordings, purchasing the licenses on all this other shit and or clearing out a bunch of motherfuckers so that you can then put your shit into the marketplace? I mean, I would imagine that that all that's being leveraged out. People are thinking I've been thinking and planning all that out. Yeah, man. Because we live in an age now where there isn't like a Bruce Springsteen, really. Let me. Well, yes, I hear where you're going with that. I also want to think about like as soon as Gunna and as soon as uh, uh, Thug, all these, all this news comes out on them. How much popular is their music? How many more people are now listening to it? Well, they certainly have a level of credibility that they might not have had before. I'm thinking like it's. Before it sizzles out, it's going to gain a lot. Like, this is marketing. Mar- from one perspective, this is marketing. There's yeah. people picking up and listening to their songs like, oh, my God. Do they really talk about There's that? There's a like, lot of people they, who don't even know who Gunner was until he, they got arrested. That. And you know what? I, I remember there was a report. There was an article written about uh, who, who Bobby uh, Schmurder. Bobby Schmurder. When those dudes all got busted... They got busted, and the big thing was like, oh, yeah, they talked about a murder in their song. Their YouTube and views, when they their case started going to trial, 
blew, that's what made these guys really famous was right. the whole case. That right. was part of that was also NWA getting arrested at that stadium, right? Yep. That also fucking sort of helped the brand. Exactly. So who's really profiting besides the artists that can't touch their money? It's the people who own the rights to their music. That's who's profiting. This is like a this is like the best advertisement you can get. Not only that, guess what? There's movies, docu-series, all set up now. Just like BGF uh, 50. They're going to do all that, bro. Yeah, yeah, they are. And you know what? That's another interesting point, which is is that... That's another interesting point because to a certain extent, it becomes part of the true crime catalogs. With if this all does go down and it whether with a, they, with a soundtrack attached, I look how much money was made off of OJ's whole thing. It's I'm telling you documentaries, docu series. Everybody knows the story. How many you, times can it be told? You're getting the best now. You're getting crime and music together. All right, so let's go back to Rico real quick because I pulled yes. up the wiki on well, it, and I, gonna, and I was gonna say you're gonna get that initial bump, like he said. Uh, you know that initial like, oh shit, who is he? Yeah, never heard of him. Yeah. Next though, what comes into play is how you're gonna handle yourself during all of this. Sure. Because if you think about it, like if you go back, uh, who was it? Murder Inc. Yeah. Irv Gotti. They got yeah. they got they the feds on him. They yeah. beat it. Yeah. And when they beat it, which doesn't happen often, it it just kept going. Sure. So now you know you'd mentioned the credibility they may not have had. It's about keeping that now once this trial starts. Because, sure. Because it could go the other way too. So if, if you start. Right. Did so they go- have a Rico? Did they have a Rico indictment? Murray. So going back to the Rico indictments, let's just go through the hit list of famous cases that got okay. caught up on a Rico. Uh, Cowboy Mafia, if you remember that, that was um, a group from Texas and Tennessee during 77 and 78. They imported over 106 tons of marijuana using shrimp boats. Fucking Rico grabbed them. Hell's Angels have been attacked by the Rico statutes. If you recall, I think that might have been when they went after Sonny Barger, who was the president or the chapter mm-hmm. president, whatever the fuck that's called. No disrespect. I don't want any Hell's Angels showing up at my door. I respect you guys. I love what you work. Um, uh, they used Rico against those dudes. Um, Latin Kings. Do you know that yep, story yep, at all? Yep. Yes, absolutely. Right? Who? I don't, I've never, I don't know much about the Latin Kings. Who were the Latin Kings or who uh, were they reported to be? They were out of uh, the East Coast. There was a big... They were in Chicago and New York, and uh, you know they were a mixture of Puerto Rican and Dominican and that whole. So they used Rico to go after those dudes. Sean yeah. um, or Calico, take it down because maybe we want to do deep dives on each one of these right. cases, right? Um, Gil Dozier, Louisiana Commissioner of Agriculture and Forestry, faced indictment. For Rico laws, accused of making companies do business with his department and then make campaign contributions to him. Key West Police Department caught up on Rico. Oh, wow. 1984, Key West Police Department, Florida, declared criminal. That's during the cocaine fucking era. Declared a criminal enterprise under Rico. Wow. Uh, there was a lengthy uh, Department of Justice investigation. Several high-ranking officers, including Deputy Police Chief Raymond Casamayor, were arrested on federal charges of running protection racket for illegal cocaine smugglers. Damn. Imagine that. So much money back then over there. 
Let me ask you a little question, my friend. Do you recognize the name Michael Milken? Mm-mm. Michael Milken, 89, American financier. You know you're a rich fuck when you're called financier. Uh, Michael Milken indicted on 98 counts of racketeering and fraud. Holy shit. Related to insider trading. Uh, He was accused of using wide-ranging network of contacts to manipulate stock and bond prices. Allegedly what Elon Musk is probably doing with Twitter. It was one of the first occasions that RICO indictment was brought against an individual with no ties to organized crime. So he obviously knew all these fucking boneheads and different Chevy, blah, 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 Camaros, blah, blah, blah. And then he would find out insider information and tip off people. A big thing's going to happen or it's going down, sell, buy. And they caught him. They caught him. Uh, Major League Baseball, RICO. Think about this. Major, in 2001, Major League Baseball team owners voted to eliminate two teams, the Twins and the Expos. 2002, the Expos filed charges under the RICO Act against the commissioner Bud Selig and Jeffrey Loria, claiming that Selig and Loria deliberately conspired to devalue their team for the personal benefit in preparation for a move. Think about that. Did you know that? I didn't know that Rico was brought against the MLB uh, owners. L.A. Police Department. Oh, let's see. Rampart. Maybe. 2000. Judge William Rhea in Los Angeles ruling in one Rampart scandal. Oh, really? Said that the plaintiffs could pursue plaintiffs. So now we're talking civil. Because Rico is actually, it can be a crime where you go to jail or... It can be basis for a civil lawsuit uh, for plaintiffs. So you can use RICO. Plaintiffs can use RICO. In fact, I'm filing one right now. You can use on behalf of somebody who is using a manipulation or an organization in order to fuck up another business. If they do that, you can go against them using the RICO. Okay. Plaintiffs could pursue RICO claims against Los Angeles Police Department in an unprecedented finding. 2001. Uh, oh, so first judge says, yes, they can do it. 2001 U.S. District Judge Gary A. Fee said that the plaintiffs did not, could not bring the RICO claim. We should actually do that. Have I'll pull the cases. Let's find out how this LAPD RICO shit really went down and the bullshit decisions yeah, yeah, against yeah. the Los Angeles Police Department. Because I guarantee yeah. you in that case... There'll be all of the factual findings of what these cops fucking did. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, let's see. Gambino crime family, as yeah. you said. John Gotti and Frank Locasio. And I'm reading this from Wiki. We don't know jack shit. Um, the Lucchese crime family. Bonanno crime family. Chicago outfit. Michael Conahan. Scott Rothstein. Anyway, FIFA. Uh, FIFA corruption case. So football, soccer. Do you go by Steve? You're you're. Do you call soccer soccer or football? Soccer, right? Football's American football, right? Come on, man. I mean, I'm with you. I'm with you, but born and raised in America. I know, but you got one foot also in the in the Chicano community. Sometimes Chicanos. My wife, right. she refuses to call soccer soccer. She's like, it's football. And then I have the same thing you just said. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. I don't. They're not wearing helmets. What do you mean? What do right. you what do you soccer. uh ca- soccer? Sean? Soccer. Okay. That's a derogatory term. Right. It is probably. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck them. 
Yeah. Fuck soccer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all blue eyes, uh, my love. I didn't say that. <laughs> anyway. Um, all right. Well, that's the Rico charges. Um, anything else that you want to add? Oh, so on your stories, you showed what was it that you were showing related to um, the young guns? And oh, it was Wallow and uh, Gilly. They have a show. And I guess uh, Wallow and uh, well, Wallow, one of the one of the hosts of um, of the podcast that they have going on. I think it's a. Uh, uh, million dollar I forget the name of their podcast but they just had on Young Thug and his whole crew YSL crew on their podcast like two weeks before these indictments and right. he was saying man you guys are getting real money and there's motherfuckers out here that are trying to prove that they're legitimate street dudes to a bunch of people that don't matter instead of Taking the money and moving forward, you're getting money and creating generational wealth and and doing the right thing. Instead, you guys are making this money and risking your necks trying to be stand up street dudes, and you're just fucking up. You're going backwards. Can, and then, sure enough, can you pull that up? Yeah, I'm yeah. Sure. It was when you showed me that video. It was it was amazing because, um, just like you said, and all of those dudes were in the studio. And you see them kind of like joking around. And then when that guy starts talking, like you said, they all got eerily quiet and focused. Like as soon as I wish I could find the right one, because I had one of them that was that one was amazing. Spot on, though, because he said he said that he go he was he you know he looked at as soon as he looked at the paperwork because the guys are like, hey man, when am I going home? Am I going home in like three years? And he's like, they come up with me with these face tattoos and all this shit. Then I look at their paperwork and I'm like, yeah, you're not going home until 2075. And then he said, all that gangster shit just falls away. They're like, oh. And every single one, they look like meerkats. You know when meerkats pop out of the hole and they just stare? <laughs> they were all staring at that dude like that, dude. They were like, oh. Okay, hold on a second. Yeah, put hold it. On. Right. I'll pull it up. So you really did more time in prison than you ever did. This is him talking to Thug. Yeah. That's why a lot of times... When some of y'all young niggas in here that still that still be living that shit, I don't be talking to y'all on Instagram as some square-ass, lame-ass nigga. I'm talking to y'all as a nigga that been in a prison yard and see little young boy come in with his tattoos on his face, and he like, oh, gee. I'm like, what's up? You know Keisha? From where? I don't know, brother. That's your mom? Yeah. She said, could you call it? Call it. Damn, yeah, he got a shooting. Then I go back, young boy, let me see your paperwork. He like, yeah, how much time? Like, when can I, when I'm, when I'm going home? See, 2073. Cease. And now, is, and now all the gangster shit gone. <laughs> the homie's gone. The bitch is gone. Ain't nobody. So when I'm on there, I'm speaking from a place of trying to get niggas some real game. Wait, hold on. Listen. Oh, see, that's, that's, he, he says something in another. He got shot cuz out about, you know what I'm saying? Because we used to do our shit back in the day. He went down, he, he did his time, man. Finger pointing, yeah. you know what I'm saying? He ain't, he ain't whisper no motherfucking names. He wanted that bitch at 17 years old, came out at 37. Damn, you know what I'm saying. And he, you know, he did, he did what he. This is still them talking to. Like at the end of the day, I just be trying to tell motherfuckers like, when you step out there on the field, you might break your ankle. 
you might get a foul. You you know it, you don't know what's gonna happen, but don't nigga don't stop being gangster when when the police when it's time to go in them rooms. Stay gangster. Stay gangster. I always tell a nigga. That's my, what I'm saying. I, I tell my whole hood. You know the police can't give you no time. Stay gangster. So don't tell them that. When they lock you up and they want to question you. This is Young Thug talking. At least book on them like Make them feel like you ain't going to tell. Like, wait till your first time going to court or something, bro. Like, don't tell. Like, Listen, an update on all that. Rapper Young Thug, and I'm getting this from uh, some publication called Alive whatever the fuck that is, Young Thug faces seven new felony charges outside the RICO cases, and he was denied bond. Fuck. He's facing seven new felony charges uh, outside the Young Slime Life Gang RICO case. He was arrested for earlier this week. The court said no bond, flight risk. Fulton County... Um, uh, the attorney for Young Thug, Jeffrey Williams, strongly maintains the rapper's innocence, saying the hearing that he does not agree with that he is responsible for any crimes. Here are the, here are the, this is what they're claiming. Okay. His 14-year-old son was home with him when he was arrested. His attorney said he has nothing but cooperative, da-da-da-da-da. He has had his 14-year-old son with him at the time. There, this is a second case for now. The hearing revealed that these charges were added after the search of his home. After his arrest, the arrest was made on the indictment alleges he's the founder and leader of Young Slime Life Gang and oversaw crimes as serious as murder or as organizer, supervisor, and other position of management or leadership of the gang, allegedly. Uh, It could be folded into the RICO indictment. It's not clear. Here it is. Possession of marijuana with intent to distribute, which, okay, I mean, what, what is that? Violation of Georgia Controlled Substance Act, which just sounds like a double charge for the same thing. Firearm during the commission of a felony, which means he had probably had a gun at the house where the marijuana was. Right. Right. It was not like he ran in. Mm -hmm. Sawed off shotgun or a silencer, which is, I guess, some kind of enhancement for the type of weapons you have. He had an unlawful person employed by or associated who was in part of a street gang. Just means one of his relatives was probably at the house. Unlawful person employed, same thing. So he had three charges. So basically he had a bunch of weed at the house and some guns were there. Whether they're his or not, they haven't proven that. But the allegations are. And that one of them was one you're not really supposed to have, which is a sawed-off shotgun or a silencer. And then three people who were gang-affiliated were also at the house. Whether they're involved in anything and whether he knows anything or not, we don't know. So that's the additional seven charges that are brought on top of the Rico stuff that that is there. So this is this is what's the lesson? Mind you, wait, wait, mind you, they've been watching how long have they been watching these guys? Nine years. Nine nine, nine years, bro. Damn. Nine years, you guys. Some people just think that these guys are getting charges because of their they said some stuff in a video or they caught them with some weed. Like, you guys, this is Rico. They it's this is a serious thing. Who knows what's gonna happen? Who, I, I don't believe these gentlemen are guilty. Of I mean, anyone's everyone's but innocent until I'm proven saying, guilty, right? Right. And, but these are serious charges. Well, when, when Rico comes up and that's what they're bringing at you, and they're mm-hmm. invested in this. A gentleman on his YSL label has just reportedly died. Lil Keed, K E E D, at twenty four. I was about to tell you that from and, what, and he was not swept up. 
in the indictment. Atlanta rapper Lil Key died at the age of 24, according to his brother, rapper Little Got It. Is there anybody that's big anymore? No, they're oh. all little. Okay. What did he die from? What did they say? Uh, little Got I'm looking. Little Got It says he died. Yeah. He said it on Instagram. His real name was Rakid Javon Render, which is way better than Little Keed. Uh, I think his original name is better. He should have gone by that. Handful of rapper signed. Da, 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 da. It doesn't say what he died of. Hmm. Nope. So either he died or he didn't die, but his brother said he died, and he's somewhere right now in the Ukraine hiding out. Man. Change his name. Yeah. I mean, Lil Keed. I like I liked his original name, man. Rakid. Oh, okay. So Rakid, Lil Keed. Rakid Javon Render. That's a fucking fantastic. That's a designer's name. Um, what lessons do we draw from this, Big Lux? I, I I don't I mean I would say uh um <laughs> damn man what do we draw from this yeah mm. but keep your fucking mouth shut or if you're going to be about it just fucking don't parade that shit around. How man. about this? How about how about this? I don't know. Or, or do the right thing and don't do that stuff. I don't know what what, what, what our listeners want to hear. Be a gentleman. Well, it's not. <laughs> listen, it's not about be a gentleman. Yeah, but and you're right. Don't do these things. But or keep your mouth shut. That all that's right. From uh, I would say, pick one. Pick one. Right. Pick one. And what I'll say is, um, don't get so can. This is not fucking Scarface the movie. Right. That's what I want to say. Right. right. It's it's real. It's not make-believe. It's real. So if that's what you're choosing, everything that comes along with that is real. You don't just, the movie ends and you go home to your house and fuck your old lady. And your, or, your, or your parents right. show up and fix it. Right. Okay. This is not that. So if that's what you want, the real, the real shit, stop watching the movies because your real life is not a movie. That's what I want to say. I um, mean, that's fucking, I think that's spot on. And the other issue of it is, is like. Shoes. Uh, Shoes is good. When. It goes along with what you're saying, Big Lux, which is. Recognize when you're living in a fantasy. Like you, like people don't. Sometimes you, 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 we might tell somebody like, hey, this is your real life. And they're like, oh, I know. Oh, I know it's real. Because I got the fucking shit. And you're like, no, we're trying to explain to you. You're living in fancy right now. <laughs> you're taking direction and you're making decisions and you're trying to impress people from a fantasy position. You don't know the real world yet. When do people finally, when did you learn the real world? Well, I, I have to say that I am like probably a lot of people. And as I was seeing these movies and they were being brought on and, and I'm talking about everything from The Godfather. And these are movies that my family watched with us. Um, right and the people I believed that this was real Scarface and and but and, when and did the you... rap songs and that shit I was living that shit like it was a reality and when I woke up to that it when did you wake up um when 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 the first fucking when I fucking first was looking at some real time sitting in the fucking courtroom in cuffs I realized damn Damn. Got real, 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 real fast. That's one. It took that, you know? 
uh, not somebody getting shot and killed or not. Right. It was like really when it, when when I was sitting there really facing it, my whole life changing because I had subscribed to something and thought I was above it, and it really can't happen. That's one. <sighs> Sean, when did you wake up? For real. And don't do some kind of like funny, you know, bit about our, well, where we're going, you know, movemental.media or when you got LA Crime mixtape. Don't do oh, that come shit. come on. Now, I want to know when you woke up because this is part of being a man. You want to be a good father? call me a sleepwalker? <laughs> don't. I woke up. See that? Yeah. You I'm see woke. that? No. So now I'm going back to sleep. No, scared little boy. Scared little boy. No, but listen, part, this is what I think. Listen, I'm going to be serious. In what? this country, we've screwed up the whole when does a boy turn go to man that passage right. of thing right yep. what you explained to me sounds a little bit like okay that moment when i realized i was facing real time and nothing was going to change that was when i woke up yes i entered manhood around that time so i'm asking and Sean, i was tw- about 25 for right me. and i was thinking about tribal initiations Right, because they bring you into a thing and they scare the shit out of you. You don't know, and you don't. Blah blah. And they maybe they cut the skin off your dick. Maybe they stab you in the chest. Whatever it is, and that somehow brings you into that. There's a pain associated with entering manhood. It's a pain. Sean, when did you stop living in your little Run DMC world in hip hop world, whatever you were living in, and realized, fuck. Sometimes it's when you're holding your your child and you realize, oh fuck. I think um, for me, I woke up, I don't know, man. It's, it's hard. There's different points where I, I learned different lessons. And I think that like the kind of the culmination of all of them is like the awakening, right? But like at one point I was, I was drinking too much and I was, I was doing... I wasn't taking shit seriously. And I thought like, where the fuck am I going? Like, what is this about? And then I think when I, when I started meditating and, and all that shit and started like really getting a grip on shit is when I really woke up. Steve, did you just hear old blue eyes say I was drinking too much? Yeah. Yeah. What, what were you drinking, bro? Bro, I was drinking, I was just drinking beer every night by myself. <laughs> and w- how many would you drink by yourself? Falling asleep with your dick in your hand, huh? <laughs> right? No, I mean, I was married at that oh, point. Okay. So yeah. for real with your dick in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> I never beat up so much as when I got married and had a kid, let me tell you. <laughs> he no. has a whole jack-off room for his house for him. I would drink like two <laughs> tall ones or whatever. It's a pod. Right, it's right, a jack-off right, pod. Two I, tall ones. Yeah, and I would just go to sleep. This is like nightly, though. But it, right. yeah, you became relying on it. Yeah, little head change, pass yeah. out. Yeah, head change and pass out. But it was like every night, and then I w- wake up like grog, <laughs> like uh, I drink a little too much, just a little bit, just roll it back a little bit. You know what I mean? And what? W- look at this. I've never seen this. I've never seen this part of it. And when did you? Like, what was it that caused you to be like, "What am I doing?" Like, there had to have been an event. There's not. No person drinking alcohol ever just reasonably was like, you know what? Now's the time. Uh, I went to a party <laughs> and I was drinking and like for some reason I didn't think I was drunk. You know what I mean? 
I, I actually like, do know what you mean. I, dr- I had drinking like, I don't know, 10 <laughs> beers or some shit. And I was like, why am I not getting drunk? Right. And then I fucking threw people in the pool and I got in a fight and fucking. <laughs> and fucking. And then uh, I saw my buddies. I was looking for something. I can't remember what it was. My keys or something. And I saw my buddy's like laptop. And I thought it was like the lid of like a, like a shoe box. And I just threw it. I threw his laptop, like, just, and I broke it, and fuck it. Dude, it was, like, it was horrible. Damn. Can you imagine old Blue Eyes being that guy at the party? MMA guy. He has a couple beers, and all of a sudden, he starts fucking choking. He's like, why am I not drunk? Fuck yeah. (laughs) Is this your laptop? Give me your computer. Yeah. I can't even imagine it. Yeah, I can't either. I swung on somebody. Did you really? I can't even imagine Sean doing that. Just all drunk and disorderly. It was all bad, bro. And then, like, all my friends would be like, hey, remember that one night? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's probably one of the, like, the turning events of my life where I was like, and then I how did to you, people how, think it's funny and they, like, bring it up. I'm yeah, like, I'm, no, like, laughing, like, and the, but for you, it's, like, a serious yeah, thing. Yeah, it's a very serious Wait, thing. Wait, but, but. It's out of control. I didn't know. But at that moment, you didn't have, so what, so did you go to sleep and then wake up and you had this hazy recollection of being Godzilla? No, I completely remember everything that happened. When did you feel contrite about it where you were like, what was I doing? Like, when did, that, when did the guilt? Oh, immediately. <laughs> like, the next morning, I was like, ah, oh, fuck, this is... Did you have to make phone calls and stuff? No, but I kept drinking. What? After that. You did? Yeah, and then I realized, I don't know what the fuck is going on in my life. Like, I'm, I'm completely out of control. Like, I, for some reason, the decisions that I'm... Or the things that I want aren't happening. Like, I keep making decisions... Or I keep things keep happening to me that I don't want happening, and I'm completely out of control. Man. We've heard that story before, huh, Absolutely. Steve? Calco, when did you wake up to manhood for real, or is that still about to happen? Um, I mean, it's there's there's different moments throughout life that you kind of wake up to certain things that you are either taking for granted or what's the real you, one. You know, for me, at, at one point, I think I reached I reached that that moment where there were people that you really, really, really cared deeply about that uh, they weren't coming back, and they were going away, or they were no longer here. And eventually, you start to kind of look to your right, look to your left, and realize. I'm the only one left here, and you're not. You're, you know, you're the next one they're coming for. So, uh, and, and it's it's a powerful thing when you're young, when you you think you're living forever, and you don't really see finality to to anything. And then, eventually, you start to realize, no, no, there is finality because so and so's not seeing them again. Right. So you kind of get to that. You know, I got to start changing some things and straightening some things out, or. You know, it's, it's going to be the same thing. And, you know, it's whether it's immediate family or whether it's, you know, friends, homies, what it be. And, and you realize that there is, you're mortal, that there's finality, that, you know, that life is precious for sure. And that, you know, there's, you see kind of what certain people leave in their wake. And you start to think about what, you know, whether you're going to do the same to people that care for you. And you, and there were a couple impactful moments, but you realize, you know, this is, this is exactly what's going to happen to you and everybody else that you know. So you, mm. have, you have to be able to, you, you need to be able to kind of 
flip a different switch and try to go in a different direction because you're not going to be here forever. I had a, I had a, I, until I was about 25, until that, I was facing real time and the shit was coming down. You know, I believed I could live a certain way. I just needed to be smart about it. I could do anything. Right. Just needed to be smart. Just needed to be thought out right. Make sure that you do it alone or the people with you, the person with you solid, like, and we can out think. And that all came to a crashing halt. And I remember making the decision, like, I'm not using a gun in the commission of crimes anymore. Wasn't done with crime. But I wasn't going to use no, you ain't going to catch me robbing no legitimate, and that's a wrap because these motherfuckers are, are going to strike me out. Mm. I'll catch 25 plus the case. Yeah. So I was really clear. But I thought I could still maneuver, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. And then I get cracked on that case, and I'm fighting a third strike. And I remember when that whole thing came to an end and I went for the next term, was gone for almost four years, I said, uh, I said, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna handle things legally. I'm gonna get money the legal way. I'm gonna do the right, the right, yeah. right. I was done with a life of crime. It doesn't work for me. It does. It does. It, there's, it's, it's not gonna work out for this guy. I can't speak for the next man, but I got real clear on. I'm gonna stay in my lane, legitimate business. I can't be a part of that stuff. You know, it's it's funny how that is. It's, a, it's like a lot of different things that there has to come a point in time where you go, I'm not saying it looks like these other people might be able to handle this or it works for them. I don't know why it does, but it doesn't work for me. And I think Sean's right, though. It's in stages mm -hmm. because I've grown and matured as a man recently in my life. And that's in terms of like, OK, I'm clear on like not committing crime. But I'm I clear on my purpose as a father, as a business partner, as a community, like uh, it, with sobriety. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and those things have come over time. It's been in a culmination to be, and, and I'm still growing as a man and maturing. But as we get to the focal point, and that's like living that I lived a life where I believed the movies and the raps and the whole thing. I bought in. I thought it could never happen to me smarter than the next guy we can do this right pumped up and that's like a lot of testosterone and you know what i'm saying yeah. that shit got shut down at about 25 i started really you know most of it was removed off the table and by the time i was about 32 i i i was like that's that's not that that, that shit's not real like right. i'm not gonna be, i don't want to be a part of any of that right at that level right certain certain things begin to fatigue you right where it, it no longer those things don't longer energize you the way they did you're 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 looking for other things other things that give you that juice whereas those things you're just some are some, some are. are so there's some so, guys that I know yeah. personally I'll yeah. just say this there's some guys that I know they do certain things and they're of an age where most most people would say what well, like you're saying like oh, okay, but it's not, but it's working for them. Uh, yeah, I, me right? too. I know right? guys in their fifties and sixties that are all about it. Right, and I didn't come off of it because I get now it doesn't. At the fifties, it doesn't. But when I came off of it, I came off of it out of straight fear, bro. Well, that's like, why I, I, I wanted to still fuck around, and I still, but I was just like unwilling. I was unwilling because I was like. 
that I want to spend my life in prison. And I'm not, and so that's why generally I don't judge those people. It's the same thing with the drugs and the drinking. Like I don't do it, right? And, and there's people that I know that do it and their life is not fucked up. Yeah. Their life isn't fucked up. Yet. No, 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 no. I don't need, no, you're right to a certain extent. But I'm just saying I personally know some people that still drink, still drug, or still do whatever, however their makeup is, right? And however I might want to judge and say their life's fucked up because X, Y, and Z. They've accepted it. That's part of their, they're not tripping on that. Like you might want to say, let's do, let's do one that's easy to think about. Hunter S. Thompson, Mm. Right. Guy killed himself eventually, shot himself out of a cannon. His remains were shot out of a cannon per his will. Now, you might say his life was fucked up, but that's you. But he's one of those guys that I would say accepted it all and was there for the entire ride and was going to go with it. And as much as it makes me feel better about myself when I say, oh, that's not the good life. He didn't live the good life or whatever, and I'd point to whomever philosopher I'd like to point to. The truth is, in a guy like that, he, he, it did work. He was a published author. He was who he wanted to be. He had things to say about the country. He had a perspective that he got out there, and so I don't judge, I don't judge that in that regard. And that's why I think the programs that we've dealt with are so important to me now, the value of a 12-step program is not necessarily just about getting sober if that's what you want, but the value of it is becoming comfortable with the concept that, no, bro, it's just you need to. And don't worry about what other people are doing with their time and what they get to do and all sort of stuff. You need to. And for whatever reason, you're the one that has to let go of certain things. If you can't handle that, then you haven't really grown up. Right, right. You know, for me, the time that I think I stepped into a, a manhood was when my dad was charged with child molestation <clears throat> when I was 13 and 14. 12. I think having the cops come and raid your house unexpectedly for a crime that's not even cool. You know, he wasn't selling drugs, which you can kind of be like, that's not right, but right. it's in the videos. Right. Yeah. And that's the only parent you got? No mom? At that point in time, there was somewhere along that, that little piece, that first day when the cops brought me in and told me they were my friend and sat me down and let me ride in the front seat because I wasn't in trouble. And the detective was talking to me about how he likes to play football too. Am I in Pop Warner? Mm-hmm. I'm a football guy like you, man. Yeah. yeah. I know this is real hard, huh? That was the beginning of like, you know what? This world is not fair. There ain't shit you can do about that. There ain't shit you can do about that. Really. And there's no like... <laughs> There's nobody I can go run and talk to about it. <laughs> There's nobody to talk to about it. That was the beginning. 
Yeah, manhood and and no learning that the that I, you know manhood and then knowing that I'm alone on this planet were two different stages because I had that experience when they hauled us off to uh, when child services took us out of grammar school and I went to foster care. That was when I realized there ain't no fucking everything can get pulled out from under you at once and you're really just on your own and I think that feeds. Kind into of, it into the whole thing i agree i gotta get you. mine i gotta do it well don't trust anybody all that i agree with that i i for me for me personally i felt like my entry into manhood because you're also talking about responsibility right when you say manhood and i get that so i definitely think about um being having all the normal stuff that you thought that a child's entitled to be protected by ripped away. Absolutely. Right. And now you have to improvise and think about how to do what's right. I think that is, uh, for me, that was the, that was for me, the, 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 the stepping into manhood part. Did I have it all figured out? No, but that was the beginning of me realizing like, Oh, there's no saver. There's no Mm -hmm. rescue coming. Right. No, ain't nobody coming. And there's no rule book right here because like when your dad's brought up on charges of child molestation and you don't know if it's true or not because you weren't there, but now the cops want to talk to you, but it's your dad? The fuck are you supposed to say? Where's the rule book on that one? Am I supposed to talk to him at all? So I told him, fuck you pig, am I supposed to say that? Or am I supposed to say, you know, Thank you, Mr. Officer. Like, what am I? I can't talk to my dad. Like, they got me separated from him. So I can't even ask him, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I was like, at that point, I was like, (sighs) anyway, that's when it starts for me, I think. Yeah. Well, on that happy note, Listen. Pulpo, <laughs> beard oil. Beard oils. And uh, Supermax Hardware. www.supermaxhardware.com. Uh, dropping summer collection of capsule on uh, June 3rd. So keep your eyes open for that. Big shout out to Cell and Oil Soul Assassins. Big shout out. And shout out to Burner, Cookies, Vibes, Rolling Papers. Um, and uh, we've got some great shows coming up. Stay tuned. Always listen to the Hard Luck Show. Uh, hardluckshow.com. Um, always listen to us. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, we drop new shows. Um, with that, we pass it on to my... Ovando Bowen, LLP. We wear braids to court. Let the tomahawks fly. The best legal representation that money can buy. And let me tell you something else. Esteban Oreos amazing art show is going on from May 7th to May 28th. Yes. You can go down to 117 Sycamore down there in Santa Ana Civic Center. Make a day of it. Bring your lousy uh, boyfriend or whatever who's uncultured and show him some of the greatest photos of all time and get him to buy you a meal. And let me tell you something. OCCCA.org You can go online there and find out where it is, how to do it, blah, 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 blah greatest photographer of the 21st century everybody knows it and with that I pass the conch to Oblueyes ah. www.movemental.media for all your audio needs right. also don't forget please yep. 
Stop forgetting. Stop it. www.hardluckshow.com. Listen to me. Listen. Listen. Go to hardluckshow.com. Check out the mixtapes. There's two of them, right? Oh, yeah. Two mixtapes? Oh, yeah. Is the other one up? Oh, yeah. No. It's not up. No, you know what we got to do is we got to get Raul to do it. Because I just, I'm in a trial and I just never get to it. Okay. But it's coming. Proto. Proto episodes. Oh, yeah. You'll be able to hear the early stuff. All of it. All of it. Unfiltered. You didn't didn't see that? And then uh, we have the L.A. Crime mixtape. Also, the Art of War audiobook. Oh, you didn't didn't see that until just then? Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's Uh, do it. Like we do about this time. Yeah, like we do about this time. Adios amigos they from say, the See Hard a to get that booty <laughs> Lay it down or smack them, yak What's so funny? Like I'm here, like I'm a clown and I'm here to amuse you? Listen to the Hard Luck Show, motherfucker. This is Schmitty and I like saying, for beard oil. <laughs> Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.